This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Stags fought back at Grimsby to continue their unbeaten start to the campaign, but yet another injury scare at the back leaves a nasty taste, and we're not talking about the Cleethorpes fish and chips. As the transfer deadline gets closer, there's still nothing incoming, but there's A, still time, and B, Jordan Bowery. Yet another composed display from the Stags at number nine, playing at the back certainly helps to ease the worries. Tonight we'll continue the praise for the man who is absolutely nailing the 9-5. to Plus, we'll chat about the Central League fixture with Derby County, review all things Grimsby and look ahead to this weekend's visit of Stockport County. Plus, as ever, we welcome and encourage your comments, questions and opinions in the live feed as you have your say on your team. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, proud to be part of the TalkSport fan network. Good evening and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Great to have you with us again. Still unbeaten, but the injuries are starting to rack up. So we've decided that we've put in injured computers to bed. We had some of those last week. And we, we've decided to get together in person to talk all things Mansfield Town. So make sure you get involved tonight and have your say on your team in the comments. Uh, and really do get involved with us uh, this evening. Uh, joining me to talk all things Mansfield Town tonight, we have, let's say hello to the voice of Mansfield Town and the voice of One Call Stadium, it's Mr. Alan Wilson. Good evening. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. We've also got his partner in crime from Grimsby on Saturday. These two were seen tearing up the fish and chip joints of Cleethorpes on Saturday afternoon. It's Clive Parkin. Good evening. Uh, good evening from one and a half of the uh, Mansfield Massive. Mansfield Massive, <laughs> is it? 
And joining us uh, as a, sub- a late substitute this week, we're delighted to welcome back for his second appearance on the show. I think it's second. second third, yeah. Jim Evans, great to have you with us. Thanks for coming. Good evening, good evening, everybody. It's nice to see you. Uh, first and foremost, obviously, you might notice a few uh, different things uh, tonight. We sat the wrong way around. Usually, I'm sat where Jim is, and Alan's sat where I am, and other people are sat elsewhere. It's because I've got a new toy. You can see it on the, the screen here, which is all our different audio bits. So, uh, you might see me occasionally put these headphones on just to check that it's still uh, working. Because I don't trust technology. It's an etch sketch It is an etch sketch um, So, yeah, that might happen tonight. Um, but do let us know in the comments if you can't hear us. If you, if, if you can hear us and you're not saying anything, that's great. If you can't hear us, let us know. Um, anyway, right. Um, as always, make sure you... Um, Get involved and have your say on your team. Let us know all things uh, Grimsby, your thoughts on that and everything else in between. Uh, right, let's start with uh, Grimsby on Saturday afternoon. Um, Alan, I'm going to start with uh, y- your good self. Obviously, uh, before we delve into anything, you're a connoisseur of fish and chips. <laughs> so I've been told. I need your. I need the Alan Wilson rating of Cleethorpe Chippy. Ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yeah, on the pier, they're, they're just superb, but... We had a bit of a problem last year. The peas were cold. So me and Clive got to work, and Clive, Clive did all the spade work. And uh, the lady came over after she said, I will make sure I sort your peas out, make sure they're warm. And we didn't have them in a pot. We had them on the top. But they had a slight problem. When I got outside, started to delve into them, my hat blew off. <laughs> and it flew off the pier. So I either tried to save my hat or save my fish and chips. The peas were so hot, his hat blew off. Chips yeah. I mean, that could be a marketing slogan for that chippy. The peas are so hot, they'll blow your hat off. What about on the pitch, though, Clive? Obviously, a one-all draw. Um, again, another team scoring their goal of the season uh, against us. But in the end, we managed to take a point home and continue our unbeaten start to the campaign. That, though, probably overshadowed by uh, the substitution at half-time and then the subsequent comments after. And everybody's worry that we're yet another defender in the uh, ever-expanding medical room. Yeah, I'll draw some comfort from being unbeaten. Um, other seasons, we'd have lost that game. Um, but yet again, we were the best team. We didn't capitalise on the work we were doing. We didn't put them in the net and that's really the, the bit that's missing at the moment plus the fact we've got players that seem to be going down at the slightest incident so that worries me uh, we sooner or later we're going to have to play me and alan i think so we're, we're not that far away from it i'm, I'm back in training <laughs> i've only had one chocolate biscuit tonight alan i think you do a good job i reckon you and jordan barry would form a great team wouldn't you and give it best 10 minutes they've ever seen <laughs> I have got quite. I used to have quite a long throw, so that might be. Hey, you know, me and you, that's me and you can talk. Yeah. Plus, you know how much I love a long throw. Yeah. Uh, Jim, let's delve into the injuries because it is another concern. Bailey Cargill pulled up, didn't he, on uh, on Saturday with uh, a reoccurrence of uh, the injuries that he's sort of been carrying through pre-season. You have a bit of a theory, don't you, about the injuries? Um, give um, Give us your theories. Yeah, I mean, I might be wrong. I, I just, I just think. Building up the pitch, you hear the cross post post match interviews, and it, it's rare managers will slag their players off in public. It is rare, you know. People like Alex Ferguson would never do it. I, I don't think many of them ever do. And I, th- I think there's a rotating wooden spoon, and there's a rotating trophy of the week, right? And I, and I think 
they're so desperate not to be Wooden Spoon or they want to be Trophy of the Week that I think they end up pushing themselves a bit too hard. So essentially, in your opinion, are you saying that it's 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 not like a training ground thing or it's not what they're doing? It's more of a mentality thing driven by a manager who is who always likes to throw the occasional person under the bus. I, th- I think a bit like his dad. I think he's a bit of a maverick. Is there's that flash of genius in there? I think there's also a bit of a downside as well, and I think it's very, very old school, bordering on the point of a little bit disruptive. And I think, I, I could, like I was saying off camera, I think if you looked at everything training-wise on paper, it's probably all totally kosher, totally 100%, no, nothing seemingly wrong. I just think it's that, yeah. I think they end up men- mentally writing checks the body can't cash, without sounding cliche, but yeah. Clive, but, thinking, of, thinking of that, and, and on that point, you you've often had a comment to say about the medical room being like massively overrun and, and, and things like that and having lots of training stuff. So it's on the Jim's... only medical bay in League Two that's got bunk beds. <laughs> on Jim's point though, we can't we can't not get training wrong, can we? Well, I'm prepared to accept things that other people are better equipped to talk about than me. And if people tell me they are getting the training regime and the conditioning regime perfect because of the resources they've got and the talent they employ to bring these results. I'll accept that. But to pick up on, on the earlier point, that something's not right because they're running onto the pitch and twanging things. Now, is it simply a matter to pick up on the earlier point that they're, working, they're trying too hard to not to be seen as the, uh, the underperformer? Um, or is it really that they're being either over-conditioned or under-conditioned? Or is it as I think Mr. Clough would have us believe it's just to run a bad look? I mean, I felt like you were going to say, go, yeah, go. three years bad luck. You know, <laughs> I, I just, if anything, I mean, half his injury, it was knowing sort of my sort of you know, knowledge on injuries, it was because it, it's more overtraining. It's when things are tight. I know pre season is technically overtraining, isn't it? And I don't, I don't think they're under conditioned. I think it's, you know, more the other way. But yeah, I, I think it's more mentally. I think uh, everything will be right. I think they probably have un- unturned every stone. It would never be said in house while Clough's there. I think, but you know, I might be wrong. But it's got to be something, hasn't it? There is certainly something there, Alan, that, that, because historically Nigel Clough, wherever he's been, seems to have a problem with with injuries. Certainly with Sheffield United, one of the, that was, was was highlighted by a lot of Sheffield United fans when uh, when he uh, signed his initial deal. It was get used to the injuries. Yeah, I'm going to say that I've heard I've heard that in the past, but I personally, I mean, I might be the only one to think this, but I just think it's bad luck. I really do. Whether it's one year, two year, three years, four years, whatever. I mean, they don't do it on purpose. They might be highly conditioned and whatever, but you know, for for some reason, you know, who knows? They're just uh, going down like flies. Interestingly, Craig, I guested on the Stockport podcast yesterday. And and they're a, they're a, a bizarre bunch of people that run that. <laughs> I, I like their company enormously, but one of them suggested that somewhere in the stands there's a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you might not be wrong. To be fair, that's that sniper might be John Joe at all, desperately trying to get a game. But you never know. Well, his, his, his uh, gun sights ought to be on a certain Mr. Clough then. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is a thing that I have to agree with you though, Jim. I think. As much as Alan says it's bad luck, I agree with you. We can't have consistent bad luck for three years unless you do believe in people smashing mirrors. I mean, if everything on paper is being done correctly, 
you would, you know, you'd have to say, yeah, it's bad luck. But I think when you think a bit more out of the box and a bit more the intangible side of it, I think that's, to me, is where I'd look at. But Alan's right. No player wants to be injured. No, no, of course um, not. No. But my, my point, and again, I made it before we went on air, is that even little strains and knocks, they're not like you miss a game. You're missing four to six weeks with just about anything that goes wrong at the moment. Mm. Now, is that because players need generally need four to six weeks? Um, and probably the argument would be if you bring them back too soon, they run the risk of making matters worse. Well, we've not, we've not got a great track record there of bringing people back too soon and worsening the situation. We've only got to talk about Mr. McLaughlin on that. McLaughlin. Clough, Clough. Macca. Macca 1.0. Macca 1. McLaughlin. Yeah, well done. I knew you were here for a reason. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on the face of it, we they brought him back before he should have been and it just exacerbated the problem. And I think maybe that's, I don't know. As I say, we, we're just football fans. We're not experts. And we have opinions. And sometimes they're right. And sometimes they're not right. In the, I don't know whether I'm right or wrong at the moment. In the past, though, have you noticed, like last year, we'd carry on playing? You know, if they'd got a bit of a knock. But I've noticed this year, they're straight off. Even if they've been, you know, as come on as a sub. Yeah. And they've gone down with something or they felt a tightness or whatever. It's straight off this time. Yeah. So I think the learning in that respect. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it, to sort of see how things uh, progress with it and how um, and how much we keep our eye on that and how we um, really do go forward as a as a club because we can only afford to to be as we were for you know we can't keep affording to do this every week because by the end of uh, October, Jim, we'll be basically well we'll be playing Nigel Clough's dog at centre back, won't we? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, in defence, I don't want to say, I don't want to sound anti-Clough, because I'm not, I do like Clough, but, and the game has never been so fast, it's never been so powerful, so by default, you're going to get more injuries. But with that in mind, you know, and Clough alluded to that after the Grimsley, didn't he? So it's football, there's injuries everywhere. Yeah. And if you looked at any team in the country, there's probably, they've all got injuries. But with that in mind, surely you've got to have a bigger squad. Well, also, Jim, I mean, the, the changes to the football rule book have made it even worse, because... Now that they put in genuine real time on for stoppages, some of these games have been extended by anything up to mm. twenty minutes. That's twenty minutes more exertion for players that are already probably running on fumes. Yeah. They're going to make more mistakes. They're going to commit more fouls. There'll be more suspensions. But more importantly, they're likely to risk their own muscles mm. by trying to do things that when they've got no energy left than what they should have done earlier in the game. Again, I'm no expert on these things, but you can only get so much out of uh, of a player. And if they're conditioned to give you 90-odd minutes and they're having to give 115 minutes, it's a different challenge. Mm. So, I don't know. I think uh, we're playing some beautiful football at the moment. And, of course, the only thing we need to continue to play that beautiful football is players who are not injured. Yeah, it's uh, certainly true. Apologies if you're having uh, a few issues with uh, Clive's mic. One of these microphones is not great, and I think it's the one that Clive's on. It would be mine. I do apologise for that. (laughs) Um, So uh, I'll try my best to uh, get that sorted. But, um, yeah, obviously one of the the, the big things was Jordan Bowery playing at centre-back, Al, and uh, essentially going... uh, Nine to five, and he started. At, he played last week at left back. Played this started at right back. Ended up at centre back. I mean, we'd be lost without Jordan Bowery, wouldn't we? In all seriousness, I, I like to see some of the comments on the Stags Net this week, where they said he's working at Sandy's as well at eleven o'clock before he actually <laughs> turns up for the game. But you can't fault his commitment, his endeavour, his passion, his commitment, everything about the lad. 
you know, you just can't fault him. He'll go anywhere, he'll do anything, and he'll do do a damn good job. And he always gives 100%. Yeah, he certainly does. He's one of those uh, players, isn't he, Jim, that for whatever reason, um, he just likes to play, he just wants to play. He, he will just, it doesn't matter where he's playing, he will just give you everything, regardless of whether it's his favourite natural position or not. He, he's just... You want 11 Jordan Bowery's. Oh, fantastic. You know, great attitude. I mean, I think ultimately, you know, players just want to play, don't they? You know, even if it is out of position, primarily they just want to play. But, um, yeah, you can't fault his attitude. And actually, you know, we're looking at him and looking at some games he played last season. I think it was against Derby last season in defence. He looks like he could really sort of end his career there, you know. You know, he's got all this sort of measurables to play there. He's big, he's quick, he's got a good touch, good football brain. I think with a bit, you can tell he's not played a lot of time there. He's a bit sort of raw and yeah. inexperienced there. But I think with a bit more time served there, he could be a top centre half. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. On that, they'd have been yeah. talking about that for three weeks on yeah. Match It Day. Well, he can play, can't he? he can pass. He can. He can. A, yeah. He certainly is one of those players that just gives you absolutely uh, everything, and I don't know, but we can't rely on. Oh, hi. Uh, we, we, <laughs> listen, no, that's why. Uh, we can't rely on that every single uh, week to, uh, to, to get us through, though, Clive. We've, we've really got to think about um, the, 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 the solution to it. Yeah, I mean, it, one of the things Clough's wanting of his players, and I understand this, is versatility. So if he can get players that can perform utility roles, that helps his cause, especially when we've got injuries that you can never really predict so Aikens and Bowery both of whom have had some stick from fans in the past are proving to be incredibly invaluable to us at the moment and, and I think the only argument will be you, and you use, you use the phrase a lot square pegs and round holes occasionally someone who's doing the job they're not specifically trained to do will make a mistake whereas a specialist might not yeah, then I think that's the, the, the risk that you run as you continue to go on down that path of is this person going to uh, continue to do all right for us? But we're not really wanting to do all right. Everything's falling apart. Me, my friend's just falling out of my hand. Uh, we're not wanting to just do all right. We're wanting to essentially, you know, be the best that we can uh, be. The best that we can be. And um, I think we do need to start looking into the, the transfer window. We'll come on to some of the, the comments in a, in a minute, Jim. But if you were Nigel Clough now, uh, or, or or as yourself, would you be expecting to see some transfer activity in the next couple of weeks or so? Yeah. Because, I mean, apart from anything, he's got five loan slots. You know, I'd, I'd be using them. It's not a massive financial commitment to the club. You know, we can get four or five good good young players who are looking for a few games, you know. Um, particularly, obviously, a centre-back. I'd even get a midfielder and a striker just thicken up numbers, you know, because we're going to get injuries all. You're going to get injuries all over. And apart from anything, you look at Nigel Clough's position. You know, with the, he's just signed a one-year contract with a one-year option. Between the lines, it's you know this season, Nigel. So, you know, he, he might as well give himself every chance. You know, so I, I can imagine he does want some players, a few players, and I would as well, to be honest. Let's look at uh, some of the comments uh, coming through. I'm going to have to get it on my phone because I can't read them from the telly from there I've sat in the wrong place haven't I really have um, let's have a look at this uh, Paul in the comments says Alan I'd play Krasinski was really impressed with him at Alfreton the risky run I mean it's catch 22 isn't it you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't you've got to blood young players at some point 
think one of the, the players that we spoke about defensively when we have done for a couple of seasons is that of George Cooper. Problem. I mean, there's obviously reason why Nigel doesn't put him in just yet. Whether he's to, I think if you're old enough, if you're good enough, sorry, you're old enough. I always think back to uh, Paul Holland when he first started. He was only 18, and look at you know, look at his career. How he ascended into uh, good things with Sheffield United and uh, all the other stuff he, he did. But you know, there's got to be a reason. But he's, he's kept him here. That's the main thing. He's kept him here so if he's needed. I'm sure he's playing because, in my opinion, he is good enough. Uh, Paul in the comments says, Bowery is boy winner and deserves man of the match. Uh, Adam says, Bowery, he is nice, just nice. I Am am I the only one wanting to sell him? I think Adam's definitely... I think we need to get Adam, don't we, Clive, into a room with Jordan Bowery at some point and see what happens. I think, I think what I've got to say, Adam, is you're very special. <laughs> <laughs> this, certainly one of a minority there are some Jordan Bowery dislikers out there but I think at the moment I think slating Jordan Bowery is, is like um, walking into someone's living room and taking a pill on the carpet isn't it it's sacrilege to, to do that at the minute isn't it yeah a bit like attacking Bambi isn't it you don't do it I mean to be fair in some previous seasons he's lost his, he's lost his way a bit I mean, whether it's because he wasn't getting picked or whether it was because he wasn't comfortable with the players around him, but he didn't have that sort of drive that I'm seeing this season and for most of last season. So there's obviously circumstantial things around a player's performance as well as his own talent and endeavour. But at the moment, you can't fault the lad. No, you certainly can't. And uh, he, he was man of the match on uh, Saturday, Jimmy. He was voted man of the match on the online polls. Um, from what you saw, uh, on Saturday, would you agree with that assessment, given the, the the extra factors that he played right back for 45 minutes and then centre-half? Um, I mean, I think the man of the match vote was, it was not saying it was un, unjustified, but I think it's more the fact he's a striker playing at right back than at centre-back and he just gets on with it and he puts, you know, does a job. I mean, if, you, if you're being sort of objective, you'd probably say Flint played better. But I think it's more Flint didn't have to play right wing than up front. You know, it was... Yeah. I think it was justified. I would agree with it from, you know, what he was, I say, not being a natural defender. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just more concerned, you know, like we all are, four, three, four weeks in and we've got strikers at centre-back. But, um, yeah. Let's look at some more of the uh, the, the comments. Um, Paul asks, Alan, do we need more than one lone player? Uh, also, the wife wants to know if she can be the new uh, masseuse and give the injured players uh, a rub down. Uh, right to the club on that one. But in terms of the lone players, I, I think, personally, I think we need one um, with a bit of experience. But I also think we need to trust in our academy. We're at the point now where, where we need to start doing it. You look at George Cooper. I know we keep going back to him. But he's such a good talent. And he's well rated. I know that there's a few clubs sniffed about for another loan move for him, but maybe this is the time. You've got someone like Aidan Flint in the building. You've also got George Williams, who will come back from injury in the next couple of weeks and get some minutes on, under his belt. I don't think it would do any harm. I, I think essentially George Cooper at the age and position in his career that he is now is essentially where Riley Harbottle was last year when he came to us needing football. I'd agree with that, yeah. Uh, good luck with that one, Donna. I hope you <laughs> pursue your career as a masseuse. But, uh, yeah, I would uh, I would definitely get one in. I mean, he's after one from the championship, isn't he? A youngster from the championship. 
but they can't, like, agree, you know, they've got to do a fairer deal on Mansell's part. But, yeah, I think one would be all right and uh, utilise what we've already got. Jim, what about you? Would you need? Do you need? Would you agree with Alan and say it's um, one and utilise what we've got? I'd make use of the loan slots. I'd get. I say they're not. It's, you're not really paying a transfer fee, just, even if it's two or three, just to because we will get injuries elsewhere. You just know we will. And once that window shut, you, you've got. You have got what you've got. Um, I would get one in each department. I know it might seem a bit of an overload now, but get four weeks. There'll be another six gone down. <laughs> <laughs> they will, won't they? And and I think we'll oh, be glad for it. Cynic, you. <laughs> just just looking at you know historical trends and all that. But uh, yeah, I, th- I would get one in each department. I think the squad is perfectly suited size wise when all things are right. But they're not all right at the moment. We've got some long term, some medium term, and some unusual shortish term injuries. So we are light at the moment. On Saturday there'll be three academy players on the bench. I reckon. So that's probably a good thing if we can get on top of the game and give them a blood in. I, I think that's not a bad idea. But of course, we need the others to get us in in the in the lead. We had to fight hard last time we played Stockport at our ground to get the win. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, there isn't a player on the pitch that won't make a mistake. It's what you do about it that matters, says Robert. Um, Adam says he's SH1T on our pitch time, and again, can fault him um, and emphasise the can. Um, the people not agreeing with with Adam. I think he's on a one-man mission. Ironically, in his predictions this week, he'll probably go with Bowery as man of the match. So it's so there you go. Um, lots, uh, lots, and lots of. I'd like options. to ask Adam if uh, Jordan Barry's ever reversed into his car or something. <laughs> there must be something there. <laughs> yeah. What's your general assessment of Jordan Bowery, Jim? I think he's a good footballer. I say uh, the measurables, the height, you know, the pace. He's got a good touch. He can. The football brain, um, you know, he's like a Swiss Army knife, isn't he? You can, you can put him in any position, he'll do your job. The one thing you'd say about him is, and he'd have probably had a, I mean, he started, Aston Villa he's played for. Yeah. If it, I, I've met him, I've met him at a, at a golf course actually, and he's smashing below, really nice below, and that's no discredit to him as a human being at all, quite the opposite. But I think sometimes a bit too nice, you know, if you... Is there a thing of being too yes. nice? Is there such a thing as being yes. too nice? Is there... you, you look at the players who have had top careers, you know, like they've got a bit of an edge. You know, Roy Keane, Ian Wright, you know, Alan Shearer even. I think sometimes, you know, on the pitch. I'd, I'd... I mean, not everybody would agree, but I think sometimes he's had a bit more of an edge to him. He'd have had a bit more of a, perhaps a, a more... No, I tend to disagree with that one, Jim. I'm thinking Gary Lineker. Well, there's he had a top career there. and he was a nice chap, never got no, booked. Match of the day, had a pill on the pitch <laughs> and presents sitting on a fortune. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, it's but, not all bad. Yeah, obviously there's exceptions to the one. I was thinking, Gary, before you said that, yeah. actually, but I just get the impression if you had a bit more, I don't know, just sometimes just think a little bit too nice, but it's just my opinion. Well, we'll wait and see. Uh, keep your comments coming in and have your say on your team. Still to come, we're going to start talking... Uh, about Riso, who seems to be uh, hitting his form again. We'll talk a little bit more about that Grimsby game, what happened uh, on the pitch, uh, as well as uh, things off it. We'll look ahead to all things Stockport and we'll talk, 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 talk reserves as well. It's not going well for me, is it? These last two days have been a nightmare. We're going to take a bit of an extended break. Usually we have a 15-second break on the video version, but I've got one of these, which I need to swap with one of them. So, uh, yeah, it is... <laughs> 
Um, so I'm going to try and do that in uh, the 90 seconds that I've got on this video. So stay tuned and we'll find out what happens. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hand that to Clive and I'm going to like talk for a minute and he might unplug the cable at the bottom of that microphone there. He might unclip it and we might get a little bit ahead. Um, so keep your, uh, your comments coming in. Have your say on your team. Press that little button thing in at the bottom. Alan's got it. There you go. And then you squeeze the thing together and then, uh, then, then it works. Honestly, who'd have thought, you know what? Many other podcasts in uh, our division, they go pre-record it. And then if anything like this happens, they can edit it out. What do we do? We go live. Do you know why? Because Mansfield matters. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome back to the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the show for the fans, by the fans. Nobody noticed that, right? Absolutely nobody noticed. What, 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 what? I don't know. Try, try speaking for me. Which one do you want? You're on that one, I think. That one. Can you hear me, mother? I can't. I know what I need to do. I need to turn it up. Carry on speaking. Hello, hello, hello. There we go. That's oh, better. Hopefully at home you can hear him as well. Honestly, you know, live broadcast and that is great, isn't it? Love it. I love it. Anyway, uh, right, moving on. Should we talk Reese Oates, Clive? Let's uh, let's talk about him because he scored a goal on Saturday, didn't he? He did, and he, he really needed a goal. The lad only gets rewarded by scoring. So I think I was pleased he got it and he worked hard to get it. Um, and by comparison, Swan really didn't look on the pace at all, did he? In the first half. Um, whereas uh, uh, Oxy came out firing and that was uh, that was good because it, it, it generated a fair amount of uh, vigour in the team as well. Yeah, it certainly did. Vigour. Uh, that's a mu- Vigour. Oh, is that, is, that, is that a buzzword now, is it? Vigour. You're, add- you're adding vigour to galvanised. Yeah. Solidified, toxicity. Was there any more, Al? I can't remember if we had any more. No, I don't think so. Not uh, yet. Anyway, we're all feeling galvanised that we've Jim, come on, <laughs> come on, got one job. <laughs> we're all feeling galvanised <laughs> <laughs> that we've got Clive's microphone back on, and uh, there we go. We're all over the place. This is great. Um, we'll chalk this one off as the worst podcast of the series. I think so it might, might, no, perversely, it's the best. <laughs> That's it. Chaos. We shouldn't have called. We shouldn't have called this nine to five. We should have called this episode pure chaos. Right, Alan Reese. Yeah. If I can trust anyone to bring us back on track, <laughs> it's you, Reese. Talk to me. And I think his look quality this season is worked well with Aikins and DKD when they've all played together. I was a bit upset not to see him at the starting, but obviously when we had the end talk with uh, Nigel at the end, we knew why, because, you know, he said he could only do roughly 45 minutes with the problem that he'd got. But what a 45. That goal was superb. And DKD, was it about five, ten minutes before when he should have made it, you know? But... uh, 
Oatsy to me is one of my favourite players anyway. I don't mind admitting that. He's just quality. He's another hundred percenter. He will chase anything down. And even if it's going out to the corner flag, you can you can bet your life that Oatsy will bring it in and there'll be a chance. I do feel, Clive, that we're starting to see the results that we scored that we saw when he first arrived. You know, pre-injury. I think we're really starting to see that. And I think there's two factors to that. It's the fact he's had a season to get over it but also the fact that we're playing in the formation that we are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've, we've missed the real Oates for a year, I mean, and it's good to see him coming back. I, t- I mean, I, one thing I did agree with Nigel was that the guy wasn't 90 minutes fit, um, and therefore bringing him on strategically at half-time made absolute sense. The other argument might be he should have played the first 45 minutes because we could have been in a dominate, dominant position at half-time. Who knows? Um, but I'm I'm pleased to see him back, and and you're right about formations. There's more space for him to run into. Yeah, there certainly is, and I think one thing going back to Jordan Bower again, he saw that on uh, Saturday, Jim, and, and the ball that he played in into him. That's exactly the type of ball forward and ball over the top that sometimes we need to play to catch teams because we, for all this neat, nice play that we have. Sometimes being direct with players like Reese Oates in your in your armory really works. Absolutely, and it, it, mixing it up helps, doesn't it? You know, sometimes you pass it around, and sometimes you go along, and the opposition don't know what to expect. Um, I think there's only a few players in the league I think who scored that goal on Saturday. You know, I, I think if you asked all, if I had all the League Two defenders in the in the room now, and they, they, they said name the top five players you're eight playing against, I think Reese is in it. Mm. <laughs> I really right. do. It's like uh, Jordan said, he said Waterfall wouldn't fancy the ball over the top, not when Reese Oates was running against you. And he were correct. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's a, a big part of uh, how we play, isn't it, Clive? If we can keep Reese Oates fit and we can serve him like that, even if we just get 45 minutes out of him per game, it will have an effect. It's just whether we gamble and we play, whether it's that first 45 minutes and potentially push him to 60, or whether it's a case of look where we are at half-time. Well, I think the problem is going to be that if we get any further setbacks on, on the injury front, he's going to have to play four games. Um, and that's then the risk reappears at setting him back. And, you know, Jim's point earlier about players trying just a little bit too hard, he epitomises that. Mm. You know, he'll go for things he perhaps on reflection shouldn't have done. I think his, his upper body injuries was a result of putting himself into the dangerous dangerous areas he needn't have gone into. And the Wimbledon one especially. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Just going back to the goal he scored, he did something that was harder to do than what uh, DKD didn't do in an easier situation. Uh, the lad had too much time. That was the bottom line. He could he, he overthought it, he rethought it, and he thought again. And by that time, he'd missed, he'd missed the boat. Uh, Adam in the comments says, is Reese best served with run-on in behind balls? I think Jason Law served him best uh, threading through balls. What would you say, Alan? Because I think he, he's capable of achieving both the, the nice, neat passing way we play, but also I think we need to have that balance of being able to hit teams when things aren't working, when we're not being able to play through, being able to hit that uh, that diagonal, that long ball. It, that's it. It all depends what, what uh, state the game's at, doesn't it? If we go 1-0 up, you know, and the other team has got to come out, where we can utilise that, you know, where we can play over the top or pass it out wide. And I've also noticed, I mentioned it to Clive on Saturday at Grimsby, that he's passing a lot more. He's not being too greedy this year. If there's a pass on, you know, he will find it. Yeah, he certainly does. Um, 
And what he does do a lot of as well, Clive, is tracking back. He does a lot of that yeah. defensive work too. Yeah, he's the complete opposite to Danny Johnson. You know, Danny Johnson's single-minded and, and who could argue that in some cases that's exactly the right thing to be. If you're playing in a side that will feed you in the way that he needs to be fed, it'll work. But in our club, in our team, certainly over the last couple of years, you've needed people who will work backwards as well as forwards. And he, he, he does that. Yeah, he certainly does. And uh, I think he's starting to come into uh, to his own. I think that puts a bit more pressure as well on Will Swan, Jim, because he had such a good campaign last season, albeit in a different way of playing. He's sort of come in in the, in the summer. He's had his, his injuries, shock. And, uh, you know, he's not really had the game time yet. And as long as Reese Oates keeps performing the way he does, and as long as we haven't got injuries at right back or centre back, which means we have to take Lucas Aikens out of the equation, Will Swan's going to struggle. And I think that's probably a good thing for him at his age because he's had this transfer fee on him. We don't know what it is, but we know it will be sizable. He's got this massive contract, one of the um, one of the the biggest we've probably handed out in recent seasons in terms of length and longevity. That puts pressure on him, and I think. He'll go one or two ways now. I think, personally, I think he'll handle the pressure well. And if Reese can keep performing, it will drive a better Will Swan. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not match fit yet, I don't think, Swanee. He's only sort of, he's only played, what, one game, I think, so far this year. So, but I think, I mean, Aikens is going to play. DKD is going to play for me. So, Oates and Swan are going for the same shirt, really, aren't they? And, and Clough's not bothered what contract you're on. He'll play who's going to do it for him. Mm. But I think his time will come. I mean... You look at our injury history again. I mean, Oates is going to. I mean, Oates does have peaks and troughs of form, doesn't he? And is in. You know, he will miss games as well through injury, so his chance will come. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. You've got to do it, otherwise Clough won't play you. Yeah, absolutely. That talking about doing it and trying to get back into uh, the side uh, in the week, Alan. We saw the return of the uh, the reserve league or the under twenty threes or however we're branding it this year. What is it? The uh, the kids plus whoever needs some minutes under- minus John Joe O'Toole who will just never get a game. Is that what we're calling the squad this year? I think it was the under-23s, basically, weren't it? Yeah. That was it. And Ollie Clark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ollie Clark got it. I think he got something like uh, 40 minutes or so. Uh, not 40 minutes. Uh, 60, 70 minutes or so. That's good um, news. Which is, is. which is good news um, for, for coming back. And I think that, again, highlights the importance of, of this league. I could listen to Richard Cooper speak for ages. If there's one person I'd love to get on this podcast and have a long discussion with, it's Richard Cooper because that man knows the club inside out. He's been there and done it and now he's obviously been tasked with this longevity of building up this academy system and integrating it. And he's absolutely right in what he says. There are certain rules and stipulations by each league that we play in. So the Youth Alliance League, we can only play, I think it's up to three yeah. 19s. Yeah. And we're at the point in the academy now where there's not this transition between um, being under 18 and playing in that Youth Alliance League and then getting straight into the first team. Having that reserve league in place, Alan, really does give us that buffer. And when you can get bodies in like Ollie Clark, who've been there and done it, not only does it give him fitness and give him... Um, a bit of the game time to get him back ready for the first team, but it also gives those younger players such an experience. Again, Coops in his interview was saying Clark was was different class in the dressing room, yeah. talking to the boys, almost being yeah. like another manager. 
Yeah. It just uh, bodes well, doesn't it? Because when Ollie came on Saturday, it was spot on again, going down the flanks, you know, working really hard. The times it got right to the byline to cross the ball in. Okay, a couple of times it didn't work. It was over the bar or whatever. But you've shown the, he's shown the commitment again. And like we say, when they've got the reserves, when James Gale comes back, he'll drop into that, you know, and the Papa John's trophy. It's it it just bodes well for you know the future of Mansfield Town. Yeah, and I, I think another thing, Clive, with it as well is uh, like you were saying there, getting Ollie Clark back is a, a priority because you know we we almost missed a, a few bodies in midfield. Second half, we had to make some changes, didn't we? It was uh, Stephen Quinn who went off um, yeah, at halftime, yeah. and Ollie Clark in that left hand side role looked even better. And we were saying you know a couple of weeks ago, Ollie Clark looked like he was you know, not quite there, not at the races, not ready for it. With more minutes in the tank, 45 minutes came on at half time. He like, it, it, like, it turned a light on in his head that he needed to perform. And I felt that he had one of his, his best performances in, in a while on, on Saturday at Grimsby. I thought so too. I think he's not quite there, but he's getting there. I think he'll certainly play a role on Saturday um, because uh, that's progression. Um, Quinn, he went off with a knock, but let's be fair, we've not really been expecting Quinn to do more than half. Anyway, he's had to because of circumstances. Yeah. So we do have to recognise Quinn is almost yesterday's man. He is doing a great job when he's on the park because he brings a certain Quinnness to it that nobody else has got. Um, and apart from, he's a little bit of a risk of, of cards. He's a cracking player to have. He's a bit, he's a bit like our Barry Bannon, you know, the, the team can work around him and he has vision. But my, in my world, our, our midfield benefits from having Clark and Maris. And the new blonde lad, what's his name? Aaron Lewis. Oh, is he Lewis. Lewis? He's one of the injured ones, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Aaron Lewis yeah, injured. He, he looks yeah. like he's the part. You know? Yeah. And then, of course, you've got the guy we got from Swindon, uh, Lewis, Lewis Reed. Reed. Yeah. yeah. So we've, we've actually got some really good ball-playing midfielders. And that's what I said earlier. We're playing some lovely football. Yeah. We really are. And everybody that we've played is saying the same thing. It's the word's getting out that we are a football inside. And even if we're not getting three points every game, at the moment, I think we're going to be everybody's fear this year. Yeah, I wouldn't, disagree, I wouldn't disagree with that, Jim, because once you've got everybody fit, Nigel Clough does have a, a bit of a headache, regardless of our thoughts on the, the approach and the injuries and saying we're getting four a week or, or whatever. There will come a point where that reserve league is, is going to be needed even more because... If you look at how the season maps out, you got if you get through the Carabao Cup, you get, you know, you probably get to the second round, maybe third round if you if you get a little bit lucky. Then you've got the Papa John's Trophy in in the group games, but they're spread out at, at sort of like one a month, so you don't really get too much in terms of uh, regular fixtures. So having that reserve league there, which I presume will work out at once every two or three weeks, but once you add that into a calendar alongside these cup games, it almost means that there is a fixture every single week for these players to to develop. And that's going to be critical. One thing I couldn't get my head around, maybe it's because he wasn't ready for it yet, or maybe because Nigel Clough didn't want to risk him um, and risk a further setback. I would have thought that on, well, I think it must have been Tuesday when we played the reserve reserve game I'd have thought George Williams would have got 45 I've heard he's injured again isn't he is that right we've had a knock so I've heard I don't know it might be wrong yeah I mean the reserve league it's, it's good for keeping players feeling involved still isn't it and, and 
say happy, but happier than not playing at all and keeping them fit and sharp. And of course, it gives us an extra chance to watch a game, doesn't it? Yeah. I'd have thought. Well, there's <laughs> a... Know? Was it you, Clive, or was it you, Alan, that asked earlier about the, uh, the, the, the potential location? Yeah, I was a bit surprised it was played effectively behind closed doors. I think we were missing a trick. I think if you got back to the old-fashioned system of having a midweek uh, reserve effect, reserve game, they always used to do it on uh, on the main pitch and, and sell a few tickets for it. Well, they weren't tickets; they were I think turnstile clicks. Say, those it was days. at Derby, though, weren't Yeah, it? I think the issue is it's it's um, obviously. I think it's the age of the group. I think realistically, you're not going to have many who are over 23. So I think you're going to be looking at under 23s which means it's built into the weekday which means the the youth coaches can can take it i think we will more than likely see our games played at the rh potentially behind closed doors although i'd like i agree i'd like to see supporters being able to to go and watch i remember when it used to be around jim we we used to actually um, do almost like a mini tour of the local non-league grounds clipston we'd used it a couple of times forest town rainworth was was one um, there's plenty of venues we could use and support local clubs and and therefore not have too much of an impact on, on the training facility um, as well. I, for one, would, would love to, to be able to see these games. Any of, of our home games, we should do our utmost to get them as nighttime fixtures, even if it's a half-six kickoff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think us, us Anorak fans, because I think we all are, aren't we? <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd be well into it because you get to see, you know, the young players, the coming through players, the players that you know we're taking interest in, and uh, I think it's free for season ticket holders as well, isn't it? Last time, uh, Reserve, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, it used to, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I uh, think it's got to re- re-emerge as a, as a viable proposition at the moment. I think it's a bit of toe dipping going on by the the EFL, but I think we uh, it makes absolute sense to have somewhere for somewhere competitive for fringe players to to exercise their skills. Absolutely. Let's go back to some of your guys' comments. Um, one comment early, get ready on the bell. You're on bell duty, Jim. Um, every time we mention DJ, we should ring the bell, says uh, Paul. So, uh, DJ, DJ, DJ. There we go. Um, that's all we do. The bell's getting overused. It's not been used for a while. We're bringing it back tonight. Bring it back. Uh, another comment was from uh, Adam, um, and it's surprisingly not about Jordan Barry oh. this time. Um, and he asks, is the biggest loss not Aaron Lewis and Callum Johnson in the triangle trio link, including Lewis Reed? They were sublime. I have to say, as much as I didn't agree with his Jordan Bowery comments, Clive, I completely agree with that one. Yes. I mean, it's part of the abundance of riches we've got when they're all available. I mean, yes, you can play lovely triangular football. And if it has an end product, I'm all in favour of it. Um, I have a pet hate about wonderful passing triangular sideways backwards football that goes nowhere, which to me is what the Premier League is all about. But I, I think he's right. In that we, we have these little groups of players. If they're all available, they play intuitively with one another. I've always said it's important that our back line and the goalkeeper have an intuitive relationship. And that only ever happens if it stays the same. Of course, it, when it gets disrupted, you have these problems. But the same with midfield. Absolutely. I mean, we have enough midfield talent to walk this league unfortunately we need a few more because of the injury crisis that we seem to be swimming through all the time yeah we certainly do and um, would you agree uh, alan with the comment about lewis and, and johnson i i felt they were they really really gave us uh, a lot down that right hand side i've been critical of lucas akins at, at right back because i think he's a 
he's a much better talent going forward and we do lose a lot of our attacking play when he, he's there. He does give us an option down the right-hand side and I think when he gets higher up, the, the higher up the pitch he gets, the more effective he is. A better team than Grimsby, and I don't, I mean them no disrespect, but no. a better team will exploit that. And I think as much as we, we praised Jordan Bowery earlier as well, he had very little to do at centre-back and at right-back. Likewise with Lucas Aikens when he went there. We, if, if we're going to address any area, it is that right-back cover again, isn't it? I think it's uh, with Callum Johnson coming into his own this year. I mean, we said last year on the podcast that we weren't too sure about... Well, I certainly did. I agree. Yeah, we weren't too sure about Callum Johnson. But, I mean, he's come out all guns blazing and he's just formed this partnership. It's very similar to Assel and Lawrence Ooh, yeah. for me. You know, with the days gone by, 2000 and whatever. But it's, it's very... Lawrence-esque, shall I say, uh, Mr. Lewis is, and they've played really well. And I've been quite surprised and quite pleased about how Colin Johnson's gone on because, you know, it goes marauding down, he's not frightened to take a man on, and if there's a proper pass there, he'll use it. Yeah, he certainly will. Um, I think what um, Adam has said in the comments there, Jimmy, is right. I think one of the, the biggest losses is, is not necessarily Alfie Kilgore, like we sort of said last week. It's a massive, massive blow, and it's great to see him you know, active on social media and sort yeah. of sharing his journey and keeping involved with the fans. But it is that right-hand side that's a critical part of, of how we play. And as much as we talk about centre-backs, we need to know the extent of George Williams. We need some clarity on that, because I think that does play a pivotal part of, uh, of, of our plans. I think it's it's the right hand side where we need cover because we yeah. we just have to keep that momentum flowing. We can't take one step forward and two steps back, surely. No, and he made us look very solid, didn't he, Aaron Lewis, down that right hand side. Um, I mean, there's other players you could play there, like Maris, um, but no one's got it down to a T. I think this season, like Aaron Lewis, he really made us tick. He's like sort of the right handed side to, to Quinny, I thought, you know, but. Um, what can you do? It's just the injuries again, isn't it? It's... Well, no one could have expected Cargill to go off, go down the way he did. Um, and at the same time, we previous week we lost Kilgore for the season. That is really tough. Thank God we we signed Flint when we did. Mm. I have to say, and I hope I'm completely wrong, but I think in George Williams we bought a crock. Yes, potentially. I know he's got a few uh, injury problems. We need to get that sorted there. We, we need to do a little bit more due diligence. The big question is, though, what are we going to do on uh, Saturday afternoon? Because it, it's all going to depend on... Um, well, we almost can't do anything, can we, thinking about it? Because if Cargill's not fit... And he isn't. Jordan Bowery is going to have to play centre-back, which then means Lucas Aikens is going to have to play right-back. Right unless we change formation and go with uh, a back three and, and try and go wing backs, we are, we, we are really, really struggling it now, unless we, we do get brave and, and start to throw George Cooper in there or, or one of the, the younger players, Taylor Anderson, maybe at right back to, to give you a bit of an option. Nigel Clough's team sheet. It's amazing to think that the back four, it picks itself, but not on merit. It picks itself on, are you all right? Are you all right? Are you all right? Have you got your boots? Have you got your boots? All right, you're in. We've been here before. We've had two strikers in the back four before, and we got away with it for most of the time. I think the starting eleven on uh, Saturday is going to be the one we finished with at Grimsby. Mm. Unless Quinn's recovered well enough, I think he'll be 
I mean, at least at home, we get a lot more of the ball, don't we? We're a lot more front foot. So hopefully, you know, two home games, you know, I, that's... But it depends what the opposition brings, doesn't it? Yeah. You know? I, I, I'm going to be honest, I can't see Stockport being as much of an easy turnover oh, as no. what Grimsby... We dominated that second half and arguably should have won the game. And if we had not given away a stupid goal in the first half by not closing the ball down, mm. you know, we'd have gone on to win it. And if we'd have taken those chances, ifs and buts, again, we can't do anything about it. But we have to be better than that. And I think Stockport are a much better side. Even though they've had a rocky start, there'll come a point where they will exploit where they'll exploit it. And that's a big worry for me if we don't address those those issues. Well four games in, it's you know, we the league position it's false, isn't it? You know, we, it's not where it's not how the league table will finish by a long chalk. And um Yeah. I just I just think if Stockport come in have a real go at us, then these you know it, it's gonna undo us. I think our best our best chance in the next two games is, is play to our strengths, be front foot and attack. And keep the ball away from our defence, yeah. you know, because our strength is just going at teams and creating chances, shots on goal. Do that. Keep, if, you know. if only we'd have kept Kieran Wallace. <laughs> just saying. Or naughty. <laughs> It'd be oh, nice. Dear. It would be nice to see Cooper at the side of Flint, Barry right back, leave Aitkins up front where he does the most damage yeah. to work with Oates and uh, DKD. And if Cooper is then struggling. You know, you can, can take change off. it. You can, you can change it. Yeah. Why have a youth system and have and have spent time and time again sending him out on loan and developing if you're not going to chuck him in? Sometimes it does feel like we're just putting these youth team players on the bench for make up the numbers. Yeah. Make up the numbers. You've got to presume, and I think confidently assume that the the, the coaching staff and Clough are looking at these combinations, putting Cooper you hope in the so. position, yeah, um, and making decisions based on what they think. Is the strongest option. I don't think it. I don't think it's prejudice. I mean, I heard someone say the other day, Clough doesn't like young players. Well, he was a young player himself once. You have to get players into a system where they develop. Um, if you don't like young players, why bother with an academy? You know, ultimately, we have a production line. It's not been very fulsome so far. Sooner or later, we're going to want to return on that production line. I think Cooper is a perfect example of where that might be. The time is now. Absolutely. The time is absolutely now because as well as Saturday's game, you've also got a midweek game at Hillsborough to contend with in the second round of the Carabao Cup um, at Sheffield Wednesday. Be a lot different to when we went in the FA Cup gym. Um, they've got know, injuries as well, haven't they? They've got injuries as well, like Alan says. Yeah. They're obviously up a level now from where they were last season when we played them, albeit with a different manager and they've got stuff going off behind the scenes with the ownership and stuff like that. It's not a not a happy ship to, to, to sail on at the minute. But at the same time, we've got to get through through a game. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they've lost their first three games. So they're not going to have a lot of confidence. Again, I'll, I'll just go and do our thing. Just, you know, unleash Oates if he's right. You know, and just go for the throat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see Sheffield Wednesday playing their strongest side. I don't say. I don't think they can. Yeah. Well, the other school of thought is they need to get some confidence, don't they? You know, yeah. and, and a good cut run is, is brilliant for that, you yeah. know. But... I also would, would argue, and this comes back to a comment which someone's put, which we'll come on to in a minute, that we need a good cup run. We need yeah. a cup run better yeah. than them financially because we are at the point now where we have invested in a squad who is capable of playing at League One. This squad that we have now is capable of not just playing at League One, but competing competitively at League One at a good standard. Mm. But we have to get there first. And if we don't, those bonuses, those things like that, those little contractual things... 
um, those clauses about them not getting promoted and being able to leave, all of that sort of stuff, which will be in there. I can guarantee there'll be one or two players that have those clauses in there. Um, we have to get a cup run to, to sustain that and to be able to bring players in and cover these eventualities. The comment I was referring to was from Paul, which said Clough doesn't want to spend John's money. My other thing would be, we've spent it. I, th- I think we've we've spent what the budget is and we need to spend it more wisely. And I think we need to utilise these cup runs. And I think if we do have a good cup run, Alan, I think one of the things will be Radford will go, the money that we've accumulated from, from here, absolutely put into, put into the transfer market. I don't know what the prize money is for the Carabao Cup. I do know, or it used to be a couple of seasons ago that it was, I think... Uh, 10 grand, ten, ten, 10 grand around for the Papa John's or 10k for yeah. a win in the Papa John's in the group stages. That money, you know, it realistically does play a player's play pay a player's wages. It does, and it goes hand in hand as well. And I, I, a lot of people say, oh, you know, forget the cup or whatever. You know, you concentrate on the league. But why can't you have either running side by side league and a good cut run especially just, when you've got the squad size that we've got as it well bode, it bodes well it bodes confidence and you keep you know and it gets people wanting to play in the team you know what I mean you know I know we've got injuries and whatever but people will want to keep putting the good performances in and like I've always said if we get that early goal watch out because yeah. somebody's going to get a good spanking one day yeah Hopefully, uh, hopefully it happens on uh, Saturday. Um, Clive Cup runs. Um, talked about the, the prize money there and everything. I think there is, there is as much importance on getting a result there on Tuesday as as there is uh, on on Saturday, given the fact that we need another player in. Yeah, nobody wants to lose cup games. I mean, if, if I had to choose between a, a little cup run and getting promoted, I'd go for the promotion every time. Yeah. But you're right, to run, run alongside it, success breeds success. If we can get through the next round, then we've got the glory of Barrow away or Harrogate <laughs> away for the, the one after that. But, you know, I'll try to contain my excitement a little bit. But yeah, I mean, last time I went to Sheffield yeah. last season, we gave a good account of ourselves. By, you know, by many uh, measures, we should have won that game. It was only when they brought Bannon and Smith on that yeah. the game turned towards the end. But we, we did very well. If we, can, if we can play like that again, I'll be quite happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, got to get past Stockport first on, on Saturday afternoon. Their uh, uh, fans aren't very enthusiastic, I can tell you. They no, do. I was going to just going to come on to that because, like you said earlier, you guessed on their podcast. Didn't yeah, you? I mean they've um, they're a bit like me, cynical. I mean they've but they think the club is nowhere near ready for what it's got to do this year. But I did remind them they started last year off poorly and ended yeah. up being very viable towards the end. Um, but Challoner isn't everybody's favourite manager at the moment. And I think the uh, they've got some injuries of their own. But of course, they've also lost two games already. Did they not lose some key players in the summer as well? I think they did, they did they? Yeah. yeah. And losing the playoff final never helps, does it? No. no. Well, look at us, they've yeah. been well yeah. down the pecking order, like uh, Nigel said, weren't they? You know, they're not going to be as far forward as what we are. Mm. It is a hangover, isn't it? Physically and mentally yeah. and emotionally. And I think it's one of the reasons we were a bit blunt last year. Yeah. Well, I, I did say to them, you know, we had the situation last year where we hadn't been in the playoff final, therefore we had a very con- uh, reduced pre-season in which to get players conditioned to play and therefore we 
with the legacy of that, we've had players who weren't quite fit and took easy injuries in the part, early part of the season. This year, on the other hand, we've had a gloriously unimpeded <laughs> post-season. And they're still bloody we've, injured. We've had more pre-season matches you can shake your stick at and the players have come 100% conditioned and all got injured. Yeah. So you can't, you can't draw too much into it. I do think we are in a better place this year than we were last year. That's mm. the positive thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely that. Uh, Jim, I'm going to prepare you for a task because you're, we, like we mentioned at the top of the podcast, uh, we've switched seats this week for all this audio stuff. Apologies if there's been some uh, little bits that have This arrived this morning, so I've only had today to play with it um, and thought I'd throw it in at the, uh, the deep end. So we'll get it right for, for future weeks. Um, but um, yeah. Um, because we've switched around uh, and I'm no longer near the paper and uh, the pen, I'm about to do a, a section of the show which everybody loves and Alan Wilson still needs to record a better jingle for. It's called Podcast Predictions. So if you'd like to grab some uh, paper from uh, that printer just above you there, and I'm going to move away from the microphone to throw you a pen uh, and Alan Wilson is going to uh, make up a jingle on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with your jingle. I don't know what the problem is you've got with the jingle. It's fine. Well, it's just nothing the, wrong with it at all. It's just that you are the jingle king. So, you know, so there you go. So, Jim, you're, ta- you're going to be tasked with writing down this week's podcast predictions. Whilst I play this week, this, whilst I play the jingle, <laughs> you can write yours down. So will they win, lose or draw? And what will be the score? It's the guessing game that brings you zero fame. But to be the best, you must outguess the rest. So will they win, lose or draw? And what will be the score? In the League or Cup, you just make it up. Because they're just works of fiction. It's podcast predictions. Will they win, lose or draw? It's the guessing game which brings you zero fame. It's podcast predictions. Uh, we will, I know I said this last week, but next week we will have a table update. Ben, who does all the um, stats and all the scoring for it, is actually on holiday this week, so I've not got the latest up-to-date ones. Before we do that, can I expose to our viewers our latest acquisition? Of course. Uh, yes. Would you post that let, to me? That let, picture. Let's. That picture. I was very lucky on the SSA coach... To Grimsby. I've won that. Now, many of you have seen this picture before. It's done by a local artist whose name just, is just, just a little bit lower. Just, just go back, back to the camera. That's it. Lower there. Now up a bit, 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 up a bit more, a bit more, up a, a bit higher, a bit higher, and stop. That's absolutely perfect. <laughs> so <laughs> I got it. I got it. Only me. I got it. I won this on the coach, and out of absolute stupidity, I've donated it to the. Mansfield Matters headquarters wall. Yes, which is already like covered in rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, but there are there is space for it, and it will appear on the Mansfield Matters wall very very soon indeed. So thank you, Clive, for for doing that, and thank you also for the excellent snacks that you brought for us uh, today. Um, for, it's a good choice of, of biscuit. Yeah. Um, Jim, we've never asked you this question. What's your favourite biscuit? Custard cream. You're getting oh, solid yeah. choice. Solid Quality. choice. Right, uh, let's let's go back to podcast predictions. I'll go first this week. Um, Stockport at home, draw your away games. You've got to back it up by winning your away by winning your home games. I am going to go for a three-one uh, win because we will concede a goal again, and it probably will be one which has been hit from the halfway line, overhead kick um, with the striker's left testicle. 
um, goal of the season contender. 3-1 win. Man of the match, um, I am going to go for Aidan Flint. I think he's going to pop up and uh, score a hat-trick. I think he's going to score all three goals. Uh, it's going to be the perfect hat-trick. It's going to be, it's going to be uh, right side of his head, left side of his head, and then off his arse. There you go. Clive, you're next. 2-0, man of the match, Aikens. And Alan Wilson? I also go 3-1 to Mansoord. And I think the uh, man of the match this time will be Reese Oates. And Jim, you uh, were writing yours down before, yeah. so you can uh, come back to the microphone and cheer all. Yeah, 2-0 win. Uh, man of the match, Flint. Excellent work. Don't forget, if you want to get involved with podcast predictions, you can do so. The link that you need is in the description. You must do so no later than one hour and one minute before kickoff on Saturday afternoon. And if you want to, you can also get your Sheffield Wednesday guest in there now as well. Um, because we've done it differently. You literally just go on and you select the game that you want to do your prediction for. And as long as you do it one hour and one minute before uh, kickoff of that particular game, it all counts. And uh, Ben will do all the scoring and stuff. And on next week's podcast, uh, which will probably be next Thursday, um, we will reveal the table at the end of the month. Right. Um, Are we not forecasting the Wednesday game? I mean, we, we can. I didn't think of that, to be fair. We usually just do it in the chat. Shall we do that as well? well yeah, well, let's do that as well. Get your pen out. Get your pen back out. Make Draw a line under it. Make sure you're right, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Clive, as soon as you wanted to forecast it, let's go. Just before I forecast, what's what's the result of a draw? Do they, have, for, to, do they have to go to penalties? Uh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, straight to penalties. Straight to penalties. Straight to penalties. Not like Papa John's where you get an extra yeah. point, is yeah. it? So, it's easy. so basically, if you're predicting a draw in a cup game, pointless because it's the overall outcome of the game right, so well, I'm, I'm going to forecast a 2-1 win and I'm going to say man of the match my favourite goalkeeper Pim Ooh. that's assuming he's playing you've gone really oh. brave there because the yeah. rules of this game I'm glad you brought this up now the rules of the game this year are your man of the match has to play yep. they don't have to play the full 90 they can literally come on for a second like mine did at, uh, at Crew. Um, but, but but listen, who won the prediction league last year? You did. I have nothing to prove. Yeah, so <laughs> I think to be fair, I think it's a fairly safe assumption that Scott Flinders won't get a game. Well, will get Scott Flinders will get a game in the, third, in the third game of. No, he'll play Tuesday. You think he'll play Tuesday, yeah. which makes your well, man of the does, match pretty. You, know. you do realize what happens if your man of the match doesn't play, right? I burst into flames. No, you lose points. Double drop off. <laughs> well. You lose points. You do realise that, right? I've committed. Yeah, you have. There's no taking it back now. Uh, Alan? I also go with a 2-1 win Mansfield. My uh, man of the match, George Maris. Oh, OK. I mean, Jim, I'm going to come to you next because I'm still deliberating whether I'm going to gamble or not Ooh, on my man of the match. Gamble. Just for content's sake. 1-0 uh, win. Aidan Flint. Oh, okay. Safe bet that Aidan Flint will, will play. Are you related to Flint? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, Jim, you can only do it three times on the trot. What, yeah. the same, you have to, can, yeah. same player? No, 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 same prediction. Same so you can, have, you can literally pick Flint every week if you want, but some other part of your prediction has got to be different. Right. So you can say, you can say like, what, what, what was your first? What was your first one for Saturday? One defeat. What was your first one for Saturday? What was your one for Saturday? Two 0 Two 0 win. So yeah, it's safe. It's different. So yeah. it's but if you'd have gone two 0 win for the Sheffield Wednesday game with Flynn, the same as you did Saturday, you could only do that one more time okay. before you got a uh, sanction. This comes under the category of unnecessary complications. It right? does, yes. <laughs> and I take I take absolutely no responsibility for this because it wasn't me that came up with the rules for this year's game. So there you go. 
Um, you've just done your prediction, haven't you? Yeah. Chef on Wednesday, right? I am going to be contra- not controversial. I am going to gamble. I am going to go for a Mansfield win. Uh, I will. I am going to say that it will be narrow, and I think it will be two-one. My man of the match, Scott Flinders. Oh, one of us is wrong. One of us is going to lose points. One of us is going to lose points. So do feel free to get your predictions in via the link in the description, as we say. Right. Uh, that's almost all we've got time for tonight. Um, no points on offer for this one, but let's have a little sweepstake because just for tongue-in-cheek's sake and for content, which player is going to get injured on Saturday? Jim? Uh, um, Oates. Clive? Nobody. Alan? Oh, you beat me to it. Nobody. Oh, I'm going to go for... Actually, no, cause if I say it and then it happens, then I'm going to get blamed for it, aren't I? So I'm also going to go nobody. And if that <laughs> and if Oates does get injured, it's all on Jim. <laughs> Simple as that. Thanks so much, as always, for watching. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. We will see you next week as we talk all things Stockport, Sheffield Wednesday, and transfer deadline day looms. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Good night. Well, that's all we've got time for on tonight's Mansfield Matters podcast. My thanks, as always, to the Mansfield Matters podcast panel and, of course, to you guys at home for watching and listening as well. Make sure you continue the conversations throughout the week. We are at MTFC Matters on all things social media. And don't forget to play along with podcast predictions. The link that you need is in the description right now. You must get your guesses in no later than one hour and one minute before kickoff on Saturday afternoon. Can the Stags continue their unbeaten start to the season or will Stockport County be the ones to bring that run to the end? And will Jordan Bowery play right back, left back, centre back or maybe even in goal? There's only one way to find out and that's by getting yourself to the One Call Stadium on Saturday afternoon or by joining us next time as we talk all things Mansfield Town on the show for the fans and by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Good night. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.